Welcome to the G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. Welcome to the G-Spot. Today's episode is about sex and physical disabilities. So let me introduce you to my guest who is an expert in this area. XES Products is an online sex store dedicated to providing premium accessible products and resources for everyone without exception. Founded on a commitment to bridge the information gap that excludes various groups from sexual exploration, XES caters to all pleasure seekers. The platform is designed to encourage sexual curiosity, confidence, connection, satisfaction, and kink for everybody with every kind of body. I absolutely love that. Isabella is an occupational therapist, or OT, as I like to say, um, who is passionate about advocating sexual well-being, empowerment, accessibility, inclusivity, inclusivity I knew I'd stuff up with that word and all things pleasure welcome Isabella thank you thank you for having me Heidi I'm so excited that this has been a long time I know I know it's um been a little bit tricky as well with your move and um COVID and but here we are yes yay um, and yes, I had to clarify the OT because I've just, I've got a habit of saying OT. I just say OT and I forget that not everyone knows what an OT is. So, um, so I guess, you know, throughout the podcast, I will say OT and just for the listeners, when I say OT, it's short for occupational therapist. No, no, that's um, perfect. I usually say OT to others and then I get, I get a look and then I'm like, occupational therapist. <laughs> So I'm glad you clarified. So, um, Isabella, many moons ago, I worked in disabilities um, as a case manager and Mm. I worked really closely with um, speeches or speech therapists Mm. and OTs and psychologists. And I guess, I mean, that there were lots of challenges that came up in terms of, um, you know, behavioural challenges and how we work and how we get the families to work with um, clients Mm. who um, have physical disabilities. Um, And I think one of the, should I say, hot topics or Mm -hmm. the the elephant in the room, I'll say, yep, elephant in the room, um, was about sex. And sexuality, and I think what I saw with a lot of um, the parents of um, my clients at the time, or the clients of the service, was um, they found it really um, difficult, I guess, to get their head around. You know, my child is twenty years old, or my child is sixteen years old, with mm-hmm. an IQ of a five-year-old, let's say, Um, or, you know, my child or the person I'm caring for has a physical disability, yet they are expressing sexual urges or touching their genitals or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, requesting a sex worker 
And it was really, really hard for a lot of carers or parents to deal with or see their child as an adult, if that even makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Um, So, and I say it was an elephant in the room because it was mentioned, but it was like no one knew what to do or how to go there or how to deal with it. Um, And, you know, the psychologist would sort of work on, you know, private time and private parts and behind closed doors do X, Y and Z. Um, And I also found that, you know, there were lots of um, books and resources um, and also sex workers um, who were available to work with these clients. But there was still a bit of um, maybe resistance, if I could use that word, with carers and parents. It just, it was, yeah, it was a hot topic. And I guess with what you're doing, um, which I think is fantastic and amazing, if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about what you're doing and what stigmas are we breaking down in this line of work? Yeah, so um, so I usually work as an occupational therapist, I guess you could say. That's my, my day job. Um, and I work with the full rainbow of clients, so you know, from children age four to elderly adults. And my job is to assist people to do, you know, participate as independently as possible in whatever they want to do, Mm. what they need to do or what's valuable to them. So that could be like cooking or it could be, um, you know, making a house wheelchair accessible or it could be, you know, engaging in sex or intimacy or having pleasurable experiences um yeah so that's kind of what my role is and then from that I created XCS products um which is a it's basically an online store and our main goal is to decrease those stigmas like what you said around sex and disability and um increase that education around it and we do that by um one, just selling sex toys and accessories, but by highlighting the accessible features. Um, secondly, we have blogs on our website, so where anyone can talk about a topic that might be personal for them or an educational topic, and that's just been real. Like that's really, really helped to kind of increase that education and and share stories. And then we're actually also developing a product at the moment that is built with accessibility in mind um so that's just I guess that's that's me in a, in a nutshell and what I do yeah so why why did you choose to focus on this area in sexual health well like you said before it's it's a topic that is still quite taboo and people don't really want to talk about it and I realised this, you know, from university and and doing placements and then in my workplace as well, that no one was talking about it with health professionals. No one wanted to bring it up or they kind of, you know, give give the task to someone else and then it would be passed around and, um, yeah, it was just kind of swept under the rug. And, um, you know, our our job is to help people and and being able to engage in sex or, or whatever it might be is, and it's a really important activity of many people's lives and 
no one was talking about it. So I kind of, I came to my partner who is the co-founder of XES as well. And I said like, you know, something needs to happen. Something needs to change. Mm. What, what role can we play and how can we make a difference? And that's how XES kind of started. We just, we talked to a lot of different people with different disabilities and health conditions and said like, what do you need? What's missing? What, um, what can we do? And that's, that's how XES started to grow. That's amazing. It really is amazing. I mean, like I said, um, earlier that I did work in disabilities Mm. Um, and we're talking like 10 years, more than 10 years ago. So as you were just saying, like no one wanted to go there, you know, little Johnny um, masturbates and his parents are mortified, Um, you know, and Johnny's 16 years old. So, and I think that I don't know whether it's well maybe it is lack of education but you know regardless of um whether you have a physical or intellectual disability I mean our bodies have we have urges and our bodies are experienced um designed to experience pleasure and like I said it was really hard I guess for a carer to let's say look at little Johnny, just a name I've made up by the way for everyone, um, not sort of divulging any um, confidential information here, but you know you've got little Johnny who's say sixteen years old, um, and he might have you know the, the intellectual capacity say of a um, a four year old, um, and but has of course the body of a 16 year old so it was really hard for carers to sort of go actually um this is my child who's 16 years old who has urges and this is just a natural part of life and process yeah and I think you you hear it time and time again that uh people with disability they're often placed in like oh they're doing something inappropriate when really Mm. They're actually not and they're wanting to explore their bodies or, you know, explore what's out there. And and we also hear often through XES that people are told when they're in school that they don't even have to go to the sex education classes because they have a disability, which is just, it's mind-blowing because, you know, we we all grow up with, um, you know, developing the same hormonal system and going through puberty and natural. Absolutely. So, Isabella, maybe this is, I should have started with this, but it's okay. Uh, what is a physical disability and how can it affect sex and intimacy? So, a physical disability is, is basically, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, but it could be anything from having like a, something that affects a person's mobility or your stamina or maybe your like your hand dexterity Mm -hmm. um so it could be anything from like a brain injury or spinal cord injury um something like cerebral palsy so in terms at XES we might be looking at you know do you have any hand limitations that affects your ability to engage or, or any mobility issues are you a wheelchair user and do we need to adapt um, sex to, to make it more accessible for seated positions or, um, you know, use accessories that help get the body into a certain position? Um, it could be, you know, a hearing or 
um, or you could be or visual impairment, and then you've got to look at how can I adapt really the environment to make mm. sex accessible. Mm. And who contacts you? Is it the I want to say clients because that's just my language, but is it um, you know the person with the disability contacting you directly or carers or both? Yeah, so with FCS, we're just we're we're an online site, so we don't provide um, any, I guess, medical or health professional advice. We can provide general advice from my expertise, but um, if if they're not my clients, then we we can't. We would always recommend to go to someone who who is knows that person. Um, mm-hmm. But then for me, when I'm working as an OT, they often come through. Um, my workplace and, and we'd work together for a while. Mm. And what do you, you've probably answered this, but I'll ask it anyway. So what do you feel your role is in terms of um, supporting someone with intimacy and sexuality? Mm. So it re- first off, it depends. It can be so broad and it depends on, you know, is, does the client, are they, are they younger, are they older, where are they in their journey? Um, but as an OT, a lot of things we'd look at might be positioning, so just making modifications, looking at different aids. We can talk about different positions. We can talk about things like, you know, incontinence and sex or supporting someone to engage with sex workers or using sex toys, which in the OT world would probably call that assistive technology um, right. and linking it in linking a person in with all of those different things to make sex more accessible. Mm. And what do you see as barriers in your work? So with barriers, I think first off is a lot of the time it's for health professionals is knowing how to bring up topics. So mm. you know, not everyone is going to want to talk about it. I think it's really important to be able to open the door. So being yeah. able to say to someone, you know, um, many people, for example, many people who have had a stroke experience X, Y, Z, and or they say that this affects their sexuality in relationships. Mm. If you have any questions, you feel free to ask me. Or we can always talk about this. Um, yeah. And just just letting them know that this is something that we can talk about, and then. Also, I understand that not everyone is going to know um, how to talk about it or what mm. the right information is, but then knowing that if you've opened the door for someone, then you're able to point them in the right direction. So you're able to say, okay, here's what you're after. I actually know this other person who can really support you. And then you're making sure that you're still providing that best care for that for that client. Absolutely. Mm. And, I mean, we've spoken a bit about, you know, the difficulty of, you know, bringing it up or how do you bring it up or, um, as I mentioned um, from my experience many moons ago, um, you know, with carers and carers getting their head around, you know, how do I deal with um, the person I'm caring for, Mm -hmm. my child, um, who is, say, masturbating or has these urges, I don't know. How to do or what to do in um, in this uh, situation, or the thought of um, you know my child seeing a sex worker just 
mortifies me or doesn't sit well with me, whatever it might be. Um, Like I said, it's been a long time since I've been in the industry, so I know a lot has changed. Um, But what do you feel is the difficulty to talk about these things or for even um, healthcare workers to to broach the topic? Mm, I think in general and outside of disability, Mm. sex is something that can be taboo. I know for a lot of of women, for example, that there's a massive movement coming out of sex sex positivity and beginning to, you know, feel comfortable that, that, women deserve pleasure or we all deserve pleasure and and we masturbate and that's so normal. And I think that even starting there, that sometimes people like carers or parents, they might not even be comfortable talking about it amongst friends or peers. or um, So it's first, you know, breaking down those barriers, making sure that we're really putting as much out there from the time that you, you know, from me growing up, so making sure it's in the, edu- in the education system um, so that we just, you know, continue to, continue to break down those stigmas and make that conversation more comfortable. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it feels like it's like this private chat or you don't really want to cross over into that border, but um, I think the question we need to ask ourselves is, is, is that education being provided? And if not, it's, it's, it is really important part of life and it's important to make sure that everyone has the same opportunities to be able to explore their sexuality and in, a, in a safe manner as well mm. and an experience pleasure. Absolutely. And also asking the individual what is it that they need yeah. um, and recognising their needs because they do have a voice, so to speak, and um, they have needs and they are human beings. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, they have um, a right and to to get their needs met, yeah. you know, whether they want to live, indivi- you know, independently in the community and thanks to the NDIS that is happening more and more, mm. um, just like they have a right to sex education and pleasure. Yeah. So it's, it's so important. Um, so let's talk about the positives then. So we've spoken about the barriers and some of the stigmas. What are some of the positives that you've seen? I think the positives is that we are seeing this conversation is happening more. Even yeah. though it's still fresh, more and more people are talking about it. More and more people are coming out. It's you know, it's coming onto it's schools are starting to provide that education. I think in Australia now consent education is now part of the curriculum um, mm. so we are we're seeing people really have these conversations and start starting to reflect on maybe what we received and and what needs to change and that's a massive positive and we're, we're seeing a really big pleasure focused movement so it's not it's not about having penis in vagina sex it's about mm pleasure and that sex doesn't have to just mean intercourse it has a whole range of other meanings um and I think that is a massive positive and it's really opening up a lot of doors for a lot of people Mm. and that's 
also what I tell my clients Mm. um, and I think I'd have to honestly say on a weekly basis I tell my clients sex is not just about penetration it's not just about penis in vagina or you know however you choose to have sex there are other ways of having sex and I think that we get so caught up in the media and um, what society um, has taught us um, what sex needs to look like or should look like or what it should be and how often we should be having sex so that is such an important message Hmm. 100% it's 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 great that it's changing and it gives me a lot of hope for for the future yeah so I did briefly mention the NDIS and um, I I know that um, that the NDIS looking at um, individual needs rather than just the one size fits all and providing block funding um, that's just I believe it's a positive thing it's made such a positive change um, it's still I guess, relatively new and there's still a bit of, you know, teething issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing, um, one of many things um, that has come out of the NDIS that I believe is positive is that it does, like, the individual can request um, sex therapy yeah. um, or you know, to regardless of what that looks like, you know, whether it's talk therapy or whether it's um, to get an OT to assist them with with X, Y and Z Mm -hmm. or um, a a sex worker. So there's also that that can be included in the NDIS package. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very exciting. I think there's been a a few ups and downs with the NDIS but... Overall, they're they're starting to recognise that that intimacy and, and sexual activity is is an activity of daily living and is a, a bit of personal care as well. Um, mm-hmm. They're recognising it that this is something that people need and they want and is important for mental and physical well being of, of um, different people with disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. So with um, the online store mm-hmm. where do you see it heading or where would you ultimately like to see it going so at the moment we are currently developing our own sex toy so it's a sex toy that has been built with accessibility in mind um, so disability friendly gender neutral um, and we're, that's that's our really that's our next um mission is getting that done where we've made our, our first prototype we're, in, we're making more we're talking to more people so that's really where we're heading at the moment is, is making that product and then and then more that, that's our goal we want to make more products that have accessibility um, made in mind when they're created and we know that not every product can suit every person so that's why you know it's important that we can can sit make as many as we can and, and that's really our goal for XCS is doing that breaking down stigmas while we're doing that as well continuing with building the, the strong community as well that we've um, made through XCS which has been uh, really special throughout through our blogs and yeah that that's where we we're seeing it going at the moment I love it I love it it's just it's so good like it really makes me happy <laughs> 
Like I said, considering where things were about 10 or so years ago, more than 10 years ago, to where I see it heading. Yeah. And, you know, people like you providing the service that you do, I just, I think it's so, it's fantastic. It's just great. So thank you for doing what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, so if you're also doing very important things in, in your in your work and similar, similar things, breaking down stigmas and, and supporting people to to find pleasure yeah well well, yes that's true and um sometimes I need to actually stop and remember that because I just you know I'm so passionate about what I do that I need to stop and appreciate (laughs) um you know the information that I am providing and you know the work that I am doing um because sometimes you just get so caught up in it. Um, But it just, it makes me really happy when I, you know, see people looking at sex differently and pleasure, the focus is on pleasure Mm -hmm. Um, and being educated the right way when it comes to sex. Um, I I don't know about you, Isabella, but when I think about my sex education back in school, I'm like, oh, it's like cringeworthy. (laughs) I think we learnt that, you know, how to put on a condom and and how to avoid an STI, which is just it's so outdated and, and there's nothing pleasure focused and yeah yeah absolutely didn't learn about where the clitoris is or no. how to use sex toys or anything like that <laughs> but um, anyway that's why people like you and me are around now yeah, so exactly <laughs> um so look thank you so much for um for joining me and I guess before we finish up if people want to find out a bit more about XES how do they do that yeah so our website is xesproducts.com.au or you can find us at our socials which is at xesproducts we're on Instagram Twitter and Facebook and if you ever want to write a blog it can be Anything that you're passionate about, we have no limits. Um, we love to share people's stories. You can always email us at blogs at xesproducts.com.au. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot. And check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on The G-Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.